through the dark of futures past, the magician longs to see. Very nice quote. One chance out between two worlds. Hey, me and Fletcher read a book. We did. Now, <laughs> we're going to do some episodes later on the season one or two of this show and eventually the return and the movie Firewalk with me. So we're doing something a little different because we didn't watch a movie, but we did. But it is it is it's, movie TV adjacent, so yeah. it's close enough. So it's close enough. We uh, both read The Secret History of Twin Peaks by Mark Frost. And holy shit, this was a great book. It was. We're all, we are both big fans of Twin Peaks. We discovered it separately, and then being friends, like, what have you been up to? And I, I think I was like, I've been watching this show in my apartment, and you were like, I'm watching that too. Like, I think I had just maybe finished it, and you were like about to finish season one and two. Yeah, because this has been over a decade ago. Because it was one of those things I just was bored watching Netflix in my apartment. And was like, I want to start a show, and Twin Peaks season one and two had been on. Netflix for forever at that point, and I was just like, you know what? I've always heard this show's good, and I just started watching it. Well, I, I, I had a friend recommend it to me, and I was like, well, I was like, I've heard of it, but I was like, but I don't know anything about it. And we ended up sitting down and watched the first two episodes, and I thought, oh shit, like this is kind of cool. Who recommended it to you, uh, Jacob? Oh, not uh, nice. Yeah, and I and then I got really into it, and I watched all of it. And I didn't know he was into it. Well, he's not, because then, oh. then I like, went to him to talk about it, and he was like, oh, yeah, I, I didn't, I never continued watching. I was like, what? Oh, so you got abandoned. Well, he kind of, like, hyped it up, and I was like, oh, I thought you had, like, watched it all. He's like, oh, no, I only watched those few episodes with you. And I was like, well, what? <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't know this. Yeah, this is very strange, and I was like, well, fuck it. You know, I really enjoy this. Like, it's such a good show. We're both big Lynch fans anyway. Yeah. Because we like his movies. But, uh, yeah, I, I never read this. I knew about it. And I knew you'd gotten it as a Christmas gift, right? Yeah, from like a year or two ago. Yeah, from a little bit ago. And uh, for, I can't remember why you had it out for whatever reason. I asked if I could borrow it recently here. I had uh, just got done reading it. Um, I don't even know why. Also, you sat on it for a bit. Yeah, I sat on it for a bit, and um, I remembered you getting this a couple Christmases ago. I'm pretty damn sure. Yeah, and I I'd sat on it, and um, so I think I got it whenever the around the time the return had come out. That's like 2017 for the return. Yeah, well, it's probably like a couple years after oh, okay. that. Um, and I was like, ooh, you know, I, I like might as well read the book since the third season's come out, and I've already consumed it. And I think at that point, I'd probably watch the return twice. Um. And the actual like first two seasons at least twice, and I thought, and then, I don't know, I don't even know what made me pick it up. Just need something to read. Just I was like, nah, I'm just gonna read this, and got really hooked into it and read it really fast. And and I had seen you, and it. you were telling me about it, and I had only watched seasons one and two and the return one time. I'd seen Firewalk with me a couple times, and I was just like. Sitting there thinking, I, I've never owned season one, two, and now it's been pulled off of Netflix since. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to read it. So he let me borrow it, and I did a nice little read for a couple of days, watch some more season one and two, uh, read some more for a couple of days, and it's very enjoyable. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, well, you want to go on into the book? Yeah. Uh, the whole premise of the book is the FBI has found this dossier that somebody has compiled. Um, it's all like cust like the 
The paper is custom fitted because it's like a certain size. Because it's even in its own custom fit box. Yeah, which was real cool. I and thought. like everything, somebody created, made all of it because they can't like pin down the manufacturing of any of it. They were like the 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 measurements were too odd. Like, yeah, they, they like they just don't make stuff in that, those measurements. So like this is weird as shit. And they're like, and then I guess they had like looked into it a bit, and they're like, oh, this is some extra weird shit. We need to figure out who the, who compiled this because it's detailed, detailed as shit. So they so the FBI gives it. I'm assuming they gave it to the Blue Rose Task Force, and then. From there, they were like, okay, hey, Tammy. They were like, they pick a younger agent, and they're like, hey, you re- you you go go through this and give us your assessment of it. Um, and the book is set up to where, like, you're you're seeing what the the archive they 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 title the author the archivist because they don't know who it is. They don't know who it is, and um, so you have um, all of his notes. And in the margins, like Tammy's going through it and like footnoting things, and then she's like with numbers, with numbers, and then her her thoughts are like in the margins on the side sides mar- of the page, yeah, of what she's thinking, like trying to piece it together as she goes. Which, before we get any further, I do want to say that was just a really cool idea. I thought just like having this like be a big file instead of like a novel. Yeah, it it, it gave me like. It reminded me a lot of like SCPs. Yeah, because like they they foot like like some some authors don't do it, but a lot of do a lot a lot do use the footnotes, and which I like. Yeah, um, and I don't know, it just gave me really hard SCP vibes reading it. You you know it, that too because you've shown me some of the SCP stuff like written down. It kind of reminded me. I don't know if you ever fucked with like. Where in the world was Carmen San Diego? Not really. Well, like that, there was a mail thing I was part of for a little bit when I was a kid, where they would send you like files on her and shit in the mail, hmm. like in a magazine form. But it'd be like a file folder as you turn the pages, and it was kind of dossiered like that. And I was like, oh, and I could have like little photographs and shit and like timestamps. Yeah, just I always think that that's just a cool concept to do. Yeah, because when you. When I saw the book, I was like, okay, and then you explain it to me. I wish all books were kind of like this in a sense. Yeah, and like, I I couldn't really, I didn't I didn't want to, at the at that time, I did not want to spoil much of it, because I wanted you to read it, because I wanted to do an episode on it, because mm-hmm. it just was so, so cool, the way they did it, but it starts off in, um, fuck. What time period would you say that is with uh, Lewis and Clark? It starts with Lewis and Clark's expedition exploring yeah. the West. Yeah, like they go into like some straight up crazy detail about the history of the land at first. Yeah. Before like, hell, I guess Twin Peaks doesn't even become Twin Peaks officially till whatever date they said in 18 or 19. Yeah. No, nah, I think it's like eight. I think, yeah, I think you're right. 1890, something like that. Eight. A little nah, bit after the Wild I think West, it's even before that, yeah, and it never even gets officially de- declared Twin Peaks for quite a while, which was cool. Yeah, but they, uh, yeah, it starts off with, uh, fuck, who? I'm trying to think. I, I'm getting Milford. No, 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 no. The who was the president at the time? Uh, Jefferson. Jefferson sent him out there, I believe. Yeah, like Jefferson had sent him out there, but then they kind of reveal that Jefferson had sent. 
also sent them with secret objectives. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't ex- just about making a map. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't uh, just making a map. It was about explore, trying to like figure out if certain bits of like mythology of folklore were real. And um, it, uh, it, it, I mean, I, I think what Matt's trying to say, and I, I was blown away by this, the scope of this book goes all the way from like, Illuminati versus uh, Masons versus, like, in terms of history, like, you're getting a history lesson a little bit in this book. Yeah, because I was having, as I was reading it, I was having to look up real history facts, which I should know, but I don't. Like, they, uh, the death of Meriwether Lewis is a big, plays a big part in this book. And the way they described his death, I was like, oh my God, that's fucking There's horrifying. a conspiracy. I was like, yeah, this is a real-life conspiracy. So I, I just got on a whim. I was like, I'm going to look up and see how, how he, he, actually how he died. died. And it's the fucking same. Yeah, like... Like, he got bullet wound to the back of the head, one to the gut, throat slit, defensive wounds all over his body, but it's a suicide. Yeah. Uh, past historians ruled it a suicide, and apparently even modern-day... Historians still stand by the suicide yeah. verdict, which I don't. Because, I mean, and even like in the book, Tammy, she knows it's a fucking murder. Like, yeah, he, like, and he was on his way to Washington anyway to have a big report, some some, some findings. Yeah. He never made it. Yeah, and he actually uh, committed suicide, finger quotes, in uh, 70 miles from Nashville. Yeah. Which uh, I thought was neat. Yeah. Uh, there are times when you're reading this, you, you have to, like, I, I said to, to Whitehead, I was like, dude, I was reading this at times, and I was like, this is just fucking real. Like, as I'm reading this, like, I was like, I know Twin Peaks is fake, but I was like, is this, like, straight up Mark Frost being like, let me tell you sons of bitches out there about how the shit's really going down. Yeah. Like, it, it almost comes off like, is this a work of fiction? Is it not? Like, it blends the line. So, so well, so fucking well for anything in fiction I've ever read. Yeah, because like, I'm gonna put my mic down, keep it going, Whitehead. Realistically, he was probably murdered by the Spanish by Spanish agents. Um, because I, so I think there was like, there was some historical precedent that there were Spaniards also exploring the same area, and they were like, you know, what if they were uh. Servants of the Illuminati. What if they were just some Illuminati assassins sent by the Spanish the Spanish Crown to silence him and steal all of his reports? Right, and and it, and it could be one of those things like maybe Spain was just trying to fuck around doing some espionage and wanted some land. Like it works like so many different ways. Yeah, like like at the beginning of the book, they do kind of they talk about the Freemasons quite a bit because I guess Meriwether Lewis was a Freemason, and he. Uh, he got Clark. He inducted Clark. But even before that, Jefferson inducted uh, Merriweather. Yeah. And they're like, I don't know. Like, I wish that I, that's one part I wish they had kind of kept. That could have been a whole book in itself, this Masons versus Illuminati type thing. Yeah. Which they, they mention it a lot in the beginning, and I think it gets brought up a couple times later, but they don't really expand on it, which, I mean, they don't, they don't really, that doesn't really come up in the show at all. Yeah, that was, but it could. It, it, it could. It could, and it would be so wild. Like, slick side note here, 
as I was reading this, I was wondering, hey, if Twin Peaks had not been canceled in 1991, would this have been like this whole book would have been what they were going to do for like season three, four, five, and six? Dude, it could have been. And then go back to to, um, modern day Twin Peaks. I know they had had an idea they said to do a time jump where it's like, 10 years later, and Coop is the pharmacist now in Twin Peaks. He's moved there, but it's really not Coop, as you know. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, I could have seen all this being in between. I mean, I who knows? I couldn't see Mr. C being a pharmacist, Yeah, but honestly. I mean, yeah, I think this is from like a 1991 perspective of what might have been going on in Mark Frost and uh, David Lynch's head for and one of the other writers, too, for what they were going to do. Yeah. And I was like, I could see all this maybe being cram-packed into like, Two to three seasons, maybe. I could see it, yeah. And maybe doing some kind of like half season thing where like half the season takes place in the past in the history, then back maybe to uh, the 10 year get jump they talked about doing. Yeah. But I mean, none of that came to fruition anyway, so it doesn't. But it's just nice to always wonder what could have been. Yeah. But, but like. Oh, shit. I just want to mention Mark Frost, apparently, this is all Mark Frost. Like, he fucking killed He him. fucking did. Like, I don't think David had much to do with this, really. I mean, I'm sure he did, too. Like, he might have proofed to it some extent, him. yeah. But like, I don't think he took the reins as far as... No. Like, you can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because, like, before years before I even read this book or even owned it, um, I had read on countless forums, because I'm a... Twin Peaks. I, I was very addicted to Twin Peaks there for a while. I needed to consume all the theories. I needed to consume even the dumb ones. And I had stumbled across where they had talked about there was weird inconsistencies between the book and the show, and even with the third season too. And uh, but you brought it. You brought it up last time when we were talking about. There it. was only one I could really find. Yeah, which it wasn't really even a major one. Yeah, and I mean, but it also could have been the archivist just didn't know this character because he technically didn't yeah. really throughout the show. I don't think they ever had an interaction in the entire show, except maybe for one episode they were in the same room at a wedding. Yeah. And I don't want to reveal who the archivist is yet, but it was such a minute thing. They, they claimed a certain character in the show wasn't a very smart man. He was more of a checkers man. But when you watch Twin Peaks, you find out that character in season two is actually like a really great chess player. Or excuse me, the, the, the quote in the book is, he don't play chess, he plays checkers. Kind of trying to make fun of him. So well, you're not, just saying he's a simple guy. Yeah. But he's actually like really smart in the show. He's a great chess player. And that's just, that is a specific scene important to a overarching plot line in the second season that this guy in town's a really good chess player. Yeah. But then again, from what we've seen from the third season, there are official and unofficial timelines. Yeah. So we don't know exactly where this book is set. That is true. And well, actually, no, we do. This is set in this is set in the timeline where Laura was murdered, murdered for sure. Um, but like mild mild spoiler for the second book, the final dossier. Oh, see, I want to read that. I haven't even. I'm gonna get that too. I think. Um, um th- it I, came out after the return, the final dossier, right? Because this came I out think like came- right before the return. Oh, season okay. three. Then, yeah, then the other one came out after. Okay. Um, the whole like, I don't want to call it messy, but the way they did the whole official and unofficial timeline shit in the third season, 
it, it, it impacts the book, the final dossier, to an extent that uh, Tammy realizes it. She realizes the overlap. Oh, then I need to read the final dossier then for sure. Have you read it? No, I have not read it. I had this part. I had this one part spoiled, and I was like, oh, shit, that's fucking scary. Because she's like, I need to get the fuck out of town. Because she's in Twin Peaks, I guess, in the in the, in the, do- in the final, in the final dossier. dossier. She's in Twin Peaks. And then shit went down, and she's like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Because people's memories are getting getting. Uh, or not, or incorrect, or erased, are, whatever. Are getting mixed, and she's like, "I need to get the fuck out of here with this information before it happens to me." So that I've, at least in my head canon, that could come up. That could you know cover the inconsistencies that come up. And, and it, it's a weird thing too, because like you're saying, most of the inconsistencies only come from because of the return. Yeah, and I know what scene you're talking about from the return to that restaurant scene. So, yeah. Where that guy runs in there? I mean, Everyone, get... anyone seen Billy? Yeah, yeah. Like I, that that one scene fucked me up because I was like, what? I was like, am I am I, am I going crazy? Yeah, like uh, I, I will say this for this book: if you're into kind of any kind of conspiracy stuff, it touches about damn near every one of them. Like when they talk about the giants for a bit, I was like, damn, they're kind of talking. I mean, they touch on Bigfoot a little bit. Kind yeah. of, when the, with the footprints that the Boy Scouts found. Yeah. And um, I was just like, okay. It, the, the way they touch on a lot, of the, a lot of the supernatural and just weird conspiracy shit, it kind of gave me, like, um, the many faces of God effect. Yeah. Um, that uh, Lee Shriver and his wife, uh, they wrote a whole book about it. I know what you're talking about. I yeah, never read about it, how, I never like, getting... back in the day, those might have been angels – yeah. But now to us, they're aliens because it's the same entities wearing a different mask, yeah. doing the same shit. Um, they, they, there is a part later in the book, too, that I was fucking shocked. I remember reading it where they actually talk about UFOs and alien entities possibly being demons and like conjured. Yeah, and I was just like, God damn, they're even—they're not even leaving those type of people out. No, like you know, you hear about the people like I'm Christian and all aliens are demons, but I'm like that. This book kind of validates that theory in a sense, or touches on it with with real life shit. Sadly, yeah. Um, Which the like we said, interestingly, not sadly, like we said, the 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 book starts out in you know, shit, what the 1700s maybe. Yeah, I'd have to go. I'm I'm stupid with dates. well, this book has throws a lot of dates and knowledge at you. It's not like, yeah, but it kind of goes up just upwards in time after that because then it's like, oh, the whole Twin Peaks is actually becoming a thriving community with the sawmills. Yeah. Oh, they even like there's that huge section about the the Native Americans about yeah. uh, that final tribe was trying to rush to Canada with the Sitting Bull. Yeah. And the, the U.S. Cavalry was able to stop them with the help of Liver Eating Johnson. Yeah. And all the weird shit that happened, which I didn't go to. I, I didn't double. I did double check it. Did a Wikipedia that some of that shit. Yeah. Um, I don't think any of the supernatural shit was ever claimed in real life, to your knowledge. To my knowledge, but they touch on it in the book. It's like the White Lodge was helping the Native Americans try to escape, 
and Liver Eaton Johnson, he might have had Bob in him. Yeah, I that mean, was really cool. Like they don't ever really say it, they, they don't imply even it. they don't yeah. even imply it. It's just a thought of mine. Like how many of these people in this could have been potentially pos- being be possessed by a lodge entity? Yeah, and, several. And the, and of course, this is all told from the archivist and Tammy's perspective. So they don't they wouldn't really know a whole lot about that. And also, too, the archivist notes have a lot of. Milford's notes in them too, so you have to read a lot of stuff from Milford's perspective for quite a bit too. Yeah, which they took a joke character from the second series or second season and made. It was mostly played for laughs. Yeah, yeah, played for laughs is a horny old man whose brother was the mayor. Yeah, who was also a very old man. Uh, then they hated each other. They were they bickered. But they never touch on why they hate each other, and apparently it's very deep. You find out from this book, and they do in the book, and it's uh, it's all about somebody showing their ass at the fucking at a Boy Scout council meeting. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's I don't know. This book is just so good because it's the way it just keeps scaling up in time. Is like each each part's interesting. Like the like the only way I know to equate it is like, let me think of a, let me think of an example. Okay, uh, the history of Cowboy Bebop. That doctor that fixed Jet uh, when he got shot—he's uh, the greatest fucking man of all time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In in the Cowboy Bebop universe, it would be like that. Like, I know you never read him, but it reminded me like how uh, Hudson and JB have talked about like they read all the um, Game of Thrones books or most of them. Yeah. How like that guy will talk about like a bartender for real for like forty fucking pages. And you're like, all right, that was weird. And then, like, three books later, that guy's incredulously important to whatever's going on for, like, two chapters. Yeah. Like, that type of shit. Like, the detail and intric- intricacy of this was phenomenal, I thought. Yeah. Um, but, like I was saying, they took a joke character and made him so badass. Yeah. And potentially the first man in black. Yeah, that was real cool. Uh but yeah, then it like I, I don't know. This book's like all over the place, like because you get you get the cool like forties and fifties, uh, like Men in Black UFO craze, and, and how crediting abductees and shit. Yeah, and about how the government's reaction to it, and that uh, Roswell's thrown in there. Dude, yeah, and then even yeah. stuff before Roswell, like in forty five and stuff. Yeah, um, and they t- like touch on like the White Sands. Uh, Testing and shit. Testing, which Milford was there. Yeah, he was there. Milford somehow was able to just be in the right places at the right times. And then eventually he just became a man in black and could do whatever the fucking wanted. Yeah, and Dude, I, mean, it, I mean, he wasn't doing anything evil. This really reads to like a little bit like a spy novel in a sense. Yeah. there's so much doubled like disinformation and like double like other other groups working with and against each other, but no one's really sure. Yeah. Like, arriving at the same outcome, but, like, I don't know, it was such a... Yeah, because they, like, they implied, like, the Majestic 12 Council was was compromised by yeah. uh, potentially by the, Illumi- the Bavarian Illuminati. Same with uh, Project Blue Beam. Yeah. Or Project, Project Blue, Blue Book. Book. They also touch on... Um, I think there's a Project Grudge in there somewhere. Grudge was in there. They, t- they even touched a little bit on uh, Operation Paperclip. Yeah. Which was cool. 
Uh, they talk about rockets, uh, space even. They even talk about Buzz Aldrin and the gang and what they might have seen on the moon that was not reported back to us. If you're anyone that's like even into just like casually into astronomy, I think you could get into this book if you watch, even if you didn't watch the show, in a sense, if that makes any sense. Because you almost do not have to see this show to enjoy this book. To a degree. To a degree, because I was going to let someone borrow this book because I was talking about it, and they were like, oh, that sounds really cool. Can I read it after you? And I was like, yeah. If you watch the show. And then I thought about it, and I'm like, oh, wait, no. You're going to have to watch like at least two seasons of a show and a movie before you'll kind of know the references. We need to to experiment with someone, get them to read this book, and then watch Twin Peaks. Yeah. Just to see how they interpret it. Yeah, because like there'd be, because I knew you were gonna the person you were gonna let borrow it hadn't seen it. Cause you told me, and then as I was reading, I kind of thought like, you know what, this is just like really interesting if you're anyone into history or like even fringe history in a sense. Because Operation Paperclip is real. Yeah, like we know that. Whatever people might not have known that like in the forties and fifties per se, but I'm like this kind of works as like a cool like pseudo real history fake history type thing yeah because like we said it blends so well into like fiction and non-fiction yeah it made me like nixon it, nixon is cool as shit i mean i was book. i mean i was indifferent about nixon to begin with i guess but they made nixon really fucking cool like yeah, yeah, and it, I, like he's it, like he's like hey i'm i'm going down for some shit and i'm i'm going to have to re, uh, resign the, the presidency but don't worry i set up a multi million dollar hidden slush fund for you yeah because like nixon's actually like a good guy and was like i think the american people need to know but what do you think milford could they handle it all the truth yeah and like that part actually was kind of fucking scary of the book because as i was reading it i was feeling nervous like the characters yeah. and again for anyone out there in in to ufo shit uh i i knew about the jackie gleason nixon story so it touches on like urban legends i guess if you will yeah which I was telling Fletcher last night when I read that part of the book because they they redact uh, Gleason's name and for some reason I thought oh shit this is Elvis Presley. Well, there is I think uh, I, now I don't know because I've never read it, but I want to say I've heard pray tell that there is a theory that Elvis might have been a uh, a CIA spook for Nixon, which I mean sort of makes sense. I'm like if you had to have a spy in the open, wouldn't a celebrity singer or actor or whatever be a great cover? Kind of like the Inglorious Bastards, Bridget Von Hammersmark, which, oddly enough, reading this reminded me of Inglorious Bastards because they use history, or Tarantino uses history really well in that one. Yeah. Like, with because Winston Churchill's in Inglorious Bastards for a bit, and this is a nice, uh, nice, um... <laughs> Did you yeah. catch a whiff of that one? Yeah, someone tooted it over here. Yeah, it's not, it does not smell good. Um, yeah, no, it uh, it touched, like I said again, I don't have to repeat that. Just really great. And that is an urban legend thing with Jackie Gleason. But I've heard that Elvis might have been a spook. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but then you get really cool parts of like um, uh, Jack Parsons. I get into him. That was which cool. I'd always knew there was some weird occult connection to Parsons, but I've never really never really read into it. Um see I, I didn't know none of that either. I knew about Jack Parsons and then he died, but I had to double check. 
I, I he died young. I, I didn't know he died like that because like that's another one. Like same with the Meriwether Lewis. Like I had to go double check and it was shocked. That's exactly how he fucking died. And I guess in real life, there I'm sure there were people that were like he knew how to handle chemicals and shit. Yeah, like, he wouldn't be so callous. Yeah, was, yeah. The people at the Jet Propulsion Labs were like, yeah, I don't think he'd have done that. Um, but then that's kind of framed in the book that like, hey, this might have been an assassination. Yeah. Which, I mean, hell, it might have fucking been in real life. Yeah, and even Milford's like, I don't know, maybe he just wasn't trustworthy to a certain degree, to, or some people deem that in the government that he couldn't be trusted because he was going down as he got older into alcoholism and whatever. Just uh, Hanging out with fucking... Uh, they thought he might be compromised to give information to people when he was going to Mexico anyway to move, and they were like, mm, Yeah, we that- don't want you giving... We don't want you going down to Mexico and setting up another jet propulsion lab. Or giving something to the commies or something. Yeah, it it, 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 it read so well because you're you could see it like oh maybe the CIA just thought he might blab for a little cash. Yeah, fucking kill him. Yeah, but like it was like better kill him rather to be safe than sorry. Yeah, like even if we don't think he's really gonna do anything, and I mean Milford's doing cool spy shit like pretend to be a reporter with credentials and shit and talk to folks. Yeah, and then just writing reports like not even like dropping the hammer on anyone just like hey this is how he seemed when i met him seems all right but he might not be who knows yeah like that I, was just real cool shit i really like the part uh in the 50s when uh when it was like all the people all the different people who had reported uh seeing ufos and when they start getting together and talking and then uh they realize their room has been bugged because yeah. somebody has called somebody like else yeah it, uh, like one guy left and he calls him back later. He's like, hey, someone called me and told told me what we were all just talking about. Yeah. Like five minutes so ago. So we might need to not do this here. And it spooks them all real bad. And it's just like, and then, then it gets into one of, one of those people. I think the guy who calls him and warns them about it, he might've potentially been a spook. Cause, yeah, cause or a double go, agent even. A double agent, because I start going in on him about the JFK assassination of, like, he fit the description. There was one, some, some like, I think it was, like, three or four vagrants. It's they, three vagrants. The they, uh, What do they call them in real life? I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I can't remember. But there's they, a picture of them yeah, supposedly walking out of the police station, and there's no record of them ever. Yeah. But people were, like, witnessed them being there, and... For vagrants, they were very well kempt, yeah, and very well taken and, care and of. And one of them fit shaven. the description of that one guy who was fucking around a couple of years before with all those, all those UFO sightings. And I don't know, there's just a lot of information getting changed around, and it's just like, oh, this one guy you thought was trustworthy, well, he might have been a fucking CIA asset or a double du- agent or a double agent, like. Or, it, it, it does such a good job of making you question everyone's fucking motive reading this book. Yeah. And then makes you think about, like, I started thinking about the movie JFK at that part. Yeah. Because that's where I, I was like, oh, shit. And I was like, I remember that from the movie. And I was just like, oh, my fuck. <laughs> I was like, Twin Peaks is everything. Yeah. Twin Peaks is everything. Yeah, like, this is su- such a good read if you're a fan of Twin Peaks. And, I mean, even if like, you're like not. Like I I think it's just a good read, period. Yeah, because, I mean, they're, they do kind of get into a few of the characters that they don't really explore in the show like um dr jacoby's brother yeah who was uh who wrote for the newspaper and he goes on that huge spill about uh margaret uh latterman the the log lady Mm -hmm. and uh talking about how they 
newer, like newer from like School. childhood and stuff and up. Um, and even, uh, shit, uh, the other guy, I can't think. He He's in the... Oh, the trailer park owner? The, the, yeah, the guy or who... manager? Yeah, the guy who manages the fat trout trailer park. Yeah, which was really Car- cool. Was it Carl or, or... Carl, Harry Dean Stanton or whatever? Yeah, yeah I was just trying Carl to Carl Rod? Yeah, yeah, that's it, Carl Rod. They start, like, talking about, like, oh, because if I had, like, had that knowledge that they were uh, abductees... When that they were children, that would be like, oh, well, that's that could explain some of this. And like, I was kind of wanting them to go in on like the log lady's husband a, a little, bit a more. little bit more, because the way he dies in the book was not how I thought he died watching the show. I thought he had just went missing. Now that's one of those details I'm gonna have to go back and watch the first few episodes because that's the thing with Twin Peaks. If you are not eyes on the screen listening you'll miss a little piece of information that's gonna be vital possibly later like we're talking about right yeah now. because i i know because i thought about that too i was like i thought he was missing and died or just presumed dead yeah because i thought he was missing because he put i've seen people say that in fire walk with me whenever uh uh fucking uh philip jeffries shows up and he starts telling uh the blue rose task force about how uh he he was he got to sit in on a meeting above the convenience store, and there was that there was a there was that one uh one lumberjack looking guy, and uh, with the long beard who's just kind of just sitting there with him, and I think he's doing like that weird reverse like slapping his knee or something. Yeah, I was always led to believe that was water that was uh, her husband. Yeah, like because like, he because he had she makes a comment in. Season probably two that her husband had found Glastonbury Cove or had stumbled upon it while they were out logging and brought back some of the goo that he thought was like oil, like yeah. some kind of oil gas mixture. Because she has some of it and like talked about how, like, yeah, she had kept it. And I always thought, like, oh, well, he got got by some of the lodge entities and they just pulled a the same thing they did to uh Josie. Yeah. They they banished her into the wood. Yeah. Of the uh, drawer of the whatever knob. Yeah, but he he was banished into the log and that's why the log lady talks to her log and yeah. carries it around cuz her husband's spirit is in it. Yeah. But also somehow in the lodge too. But time doesn't work right. Yeah, I've also so, I mean yeah. also too that could be one of those things like he got thrown into a different that timeline where he's back there, like he realized right then, like oh shit, yeah, I'm alive because he died in a fire or whatever, and in, in the book, yeah, because he, I can't remember forest fire. I can't remember how many of the lumberjacks they show in the in the movie because they kind of parallel the uh, the dirty homeless men in the third season. Got a light, guys. No, yeah, that's... yeah, 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 oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Got, got a light. Got a light. They're all oily and shit too. Yeah, and I've always wondered if that was that material. Could be, um, but I always, like I said, I want to say they show more than one uh, lumberjack, but for some reason. Some of them were dirtier than than the one I'm talking about that I think is Margaret's husband. husband potentially, 
Yeah, like he was. He like, I don't know. He just wasn't dirty. He's yeah. just trapped in the lodge, or yeah. Some section, maybe not even lodge. He's just trapped. Trapped in. I don't know. Where would you say the convenience store is? See, I've never is looked at a map. Would you think that would be more of a just a spatial anomaly outside of the lodge, or would that be part of the lodge? I mean, it could be part of the lodge. Like it's. I mean, shit, it could be a spatial anomaly, too, though. I'm thinking about what I'm trying to remember from the return. Because there's, like, the mob zone. seemed like that was its own thing. Yeah. And then the uh, the, the place where uh, Lady Dido and uh, the fireman. Oh, lived. yeah, where they chill. Yeah, I forget if they ever gave that a name or not. I can't remember. I, it, was see, like I a, go, it was like an old black and white theater. Yeah, i got to go back and watch the return now. I remember what you're talking about from the return. Yeah. It's just like. It was just really nice for me to read this and revisit season one and two. And like I said, I timed it out where I was almost finished with season two. Right when they get up to like uh, the bank blowing up and shit, I had like, I got to like right before Josie got cast into the wood. Like I knew that was coming because I still remembered that. How could I forget that from 10 years before? Yeah. And then I put the book down for a couple days, finished season two. And then like, I was like, oh sweet. I went like four or five pages. I was like, oh nice. The bank just blew up. I was, like, into the book. Like, it, it was just nice. I timed it out. Not trying to, but it worked out just the way I was doing it nice. Yeah, because the, the book ends up ending roughly, I guess, like a few days after the show stops. Season two. Or season did. two stopped. And, like, literally, like, maybe within a day or two. If that. Because there's, I, like, I, one I, page. I, I'm going to I'm gonna say two. Yeah. Two, d- d- like, at least Matt, probably even Max. Like it was or a day did and a, a half, maybe. They did I a great know. job of tying it up with season two, like that. I thought, yeah, because I was like, oh shit, there's only like four more pages left. Yeah, um, I don't want to spoil who the archivist is. Yeah, and anyway. I didn't see it coming either, and I should have. Yeah, which is another reason I want to go back and watch. The first, the, I did watch most of season one when I was reading this, but I never got to season two because I'd let somebody borrow the book, or the movies or the show I had on DVD. Um, They're on my Voodoo account, but, right but now. Re, but I don't know. Going back and like rewatching it, knowing what I know from this book, could you know put a weird, put a few characters in a weird little light. Yeah, Weir- weirder than what they already were in. Uh, yeah, and, and and to this book's fun too. There are funny things like Hawk loves the shit out of Big Ed. Yeah, For anyone out there that knows who those two characters are, like even titles a little writes a little dissertation on his buddy, and it's called the Bout of Big Ed and Norma. It's kind of scathing, just a wee bit. It's scathing, but I was like. Maybe love Big Ed even more and Hawk too. I was like, man, Hawk's a G. I mean, I always liked Hawk. Hawk I did too. Hawk got shit done. Yeah, um, and uh, it's cool. Hawk talking about his dad and shit. And yeah, um, I mean, they basically touch like on every character pretty deep from season one and two in this book. Other than like maybe James, like I said, even Bobby gets a little bit more than James. And yeah, well, they don't really even go into Bobby that much. That much. They don't go into Coop at all, other than he gets mentioned. They they, they reference Coop. They they reference oh this is the Lord, oh this is Coop's notes from the Laura Palmer case. And Tammy mentions like this part right here has got to be Coop because he's talking about pie and coffee at the diner. Yeah, which we keep saying Tammy. They never 
I don't know. Maybe they do name her. They like, do. Like in a signature or something at the mm-hmm. end. At the end, it's Tamara or whatever. And okay. It, it reframed her for the return for me because it's like, oh, that's why when she walks in the room, it's such a kind of a big fucking deal when Cole tells her to come in. Yeah. Which I just thought, watching it, the return, I thought when she came in, I just was like, okay, Lynch's got a little crush on her because Lynch likes pretty ladies. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought too, but knowing that she's stumbled across all this information... And it's like, oh, well, you know, that's why they were like, oh, Tammy. I'm real pumped to go back and watch Fire, which I watched Firewalk with me in the last two years. It was on HBO Max for a long time and still is, I think. Yeah. Um, and I rewatched it one like Saturday afternoon. Um, but I'm going to go rewatch it again and go buy The Return. Uh, you, I know you said you don't have your season one, too. My Voodoo account's still linked. You can watch season one, too, on my Voodoo. Oh, okay, cool. And if you can bring your start all over, whatever you want to do. Probably, um, I probably wouldn't start over. I, just, I would just have to pinpoint exactly where, you where were. I was. Because I think I was almost finished with season one, if not like finished. I, I, like I said, I can't remember. And correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, no, like even in the, in the in the history there, they do have like one little excerpt part where they talk about Duchovny's character for a moment. Do didn't they? The, did, I thought they did. I, I, didn't, remember, I didn't think they did. I remember seeing a picture of her, I thought. Although, too, I started consuming Twin Peaks. I might be misremembering in my own mind because it's possible I was on Twin Peaks wiki at one point I, yeah I, I really don't think they bring up Duchovny's character in this I thought they brought it up when they talk about the, the gangster getting gunned down remember when Coop kills uh, the guy that's running um, the whorehouse up in Canada oh yeah I thought they briefly mentioned that character like a FBI yeah man that became a woman or whatever yeah, I can't remember what... I thought they... In the notes, I thought they briefly mentioned... And they might not have. Like I said, I was reading a lot of Twin Peaks Wiki. I, I, I don't recall. Like, maybe just briefly, but they don't really get into him. Well, they brought or, up, you know, Leland murdering that guy's brother and then him getting gunned down by Coop at one point. They vaguely... They mentioned Coop gunning that guy down. Yeah, which I, I liked how they didn't really have... They didn't really go into much of the first two seasons. I mean, they did a little bit, but not... Like I don't know for people who had watched the show, you know, I wouldn't want to just a, I don't I, I don't need a rehash of like what happened. Yeah, they, like then them just referring to those events as something that happened during the Laura Palmer case, that's enough for me. Yeah, and I was glad they did that too. They didn't rehash like everything like you're saying from the show. Yeah, but it was cool like the shit when they went that little dissertation on Josie and her life. That was actually kind of cool, I that, thought. That was really interesting. That she was and a it, bad it, bitch. And even Hank Jennings, whenever they go into hi, like him. Yeah, his football they, career day or football yeah. high school days. And, and revealing that he was he was a, once a bookhouse boy. Yeah. And even like when they go into the history of the bookhouse boys. like That that was real cool. I, yeah, because I've never gathered from the show, because I was watching it, like I said at the time. I never got any inkling other than, yeah, we grew up in the same town, that Tr- Sheriff Truman and, and Hank were tight. Yeah. And even Big Ed was kind of cool with him, too. And then Hawk, to a degree, because he was on the football team. Yeah. Like, that was kind of just really detailed and cool to know. Yeah. Like, if you're a fan of Twin Peaks, you absolutely fucking have to read this. It's so good. And, like, like, it doesn't... It doesn't really, like, uncover anything, but it just expands just so well. It it definitely sheds a nice light on certain characters. Yeah. Yeah, like Milford and the Martells. The Martells, which I mean, I didn't really need a whole lot of backstory on the Martells to kind of get the gist of of that. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's just all around a great book, and 
you know, it was paced really well. Like, really, I guess the only slow part of it for me is when they started kind of going in on some of the, you know, some of the, I'm going to say current day Twin Peaks people, but, you know, during the Laura Palmer case. Yeah. Um, but the rest of the books, I, I, I ripped through it really fast. Yeah, I didn't start it till uh, that Tuesday after you gave it to me, and I'm, I'm remembering in my mind, I... Like, I'd been reading it two days, and I was like, oh, shit, I'm like on page 125, and it's only 360 pages. I was like, I'm kind of trucking then. And I was like, well, I'm going to start the show, and I was going to just watch, like, maybe two or three episodes a night for two days, and then I just had to do other shit. So I was like, damn, I haven't read that book in four days, and I read it for two or three more days, just for an hour at a time before bed. And then I, I, I would set it down and watch some of the show. It only probably took me, like, ten hours to read this, roughly. Yeah, like, uh, but it it reads fast too, and like the only negative thing I can even find at all is because you're reading different uh, like newspaper articles and shit. And this is just strictly just from a font perspective. Sometimes your eyes have to be like, oh shit, I'm gonna turn the page, and it's a tiny newspaper. <laughs> yeah, that's just literally just that- me griping as a reader. My eyes would have to adjust because the archivist notes were fine. I could read those. Yeah. But then sometimes you'd get like a whole different file in it from a different time period that's typewritten out. Some of the handwritten notes in it, I like, had a little like, trouble. Like, like the old faded ones from like the 1700s, those were a little hard to read parts of it. But like even the, like the archivist, he's like, hey, some of the illegible parts will be transcribed and, you know, in this section. Yeah. And it did, but then there were still some that were like, well, why, why didn't you transcribe that part? Because I'm having a lot of trouble. I was having trouble reading what the word was because the cursive was so odd and old. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't look up if some of those like old historic ones, like you were saying, from a crazy Liver Johnson or whatever, if those were actually like his. Oh, yeah. And some of the ones from the Lewis and Clark, I was like, are these actually like real verified historical documents I'm looking at in this book? Because like you said, I, I knew about, I checked, and that's how Lewis went out. But I was like, were those actually his notes I'm reading in this book? I well, can see it being something Well, I mean, they, like, there were portions of his real-life journal that have never been found. Yeah. Uh, which the, this book, like, Tammy had, is, that's another part, one of Tammy's tasks, is to verify a lot of these documents that the archivist should not have access to. Yeah. Um. And they're just wondering, like, who the like, who the fuck is this guy? How is he There's getting specu- a lot of speculation on who he is? Yeah, right. how is he getting all this high level information, like high highly classified information at that? Yeah, and I think that that lends to like to the detail, like we're talking about, why we like it. Because I thought it was cool learning about how Norma grew up in her recipe for pies at the diner from her mom. Yeah, and then how her parents just were of means, I guess, if you will, and she was like not a confident chick. Yeah. Even though she was beautiful, and like, like the bookhouse boys, like you said, I was like, okay, somehow he's getting into this bookhouse, whoever this archivist is. But like, like having Hank Jennings's note from his deathbed, that was fucking re- insane. I thought just from a, how did he get this in this world? Yeah, from a federal prison, and like now that note wasn't hard to read because it was written out in private. But like you're saying though too, some of the cursive shit, I was like, it was mainly like those two, like. So really surly I'm gonna call them bandits but I don't think they weren't I mean they weren't bandits but those two surly guys who were trying to like 
find the gold mine yeah. and stumble across Owl Cave and then get spooked and have to leave. Because they're writing that they weren't, they didn't speak good. They're too country bumpkin if you will. Yeah, yeah. Writing. I, yeah, so like there was like misspelled words and shit. There were times I was reading it too and I was like, I'm going to make sure to bring this up when we do the episode to, to Whitehead, but I was like, either I've forgotten how to read cursive or nah, I'm having a stroke. Nah, so, some of that, some of it was hard to read or at least like, not really hard, but I definitely could not read it at the same speed I was reading the rest of it. Yeah, and and like I said, minute group or minor minute group, minor gripe was just like sometimes the actual typed out government documents or whatever they were from, whether it was a doctor's note, would all be in different fonts when I turned the page. I'm yeah, like, now I got to refocus. But that's just a you old, know, this is a dossier, old not man a book. Your eyes. No, I got great eyes. I went and checked them actually recently, but oh. that's like the only minute gripe I could say you could. Find as an actual reader, if you read a lot of books, like this ain't going to be all the same font through. Yeah, but minor gripe. But the like, like, like some of those majestic twelve documents, like some of those I just skipped because like I got the pertinent information. No, I, I sat here. I read through everything like a motherfucker. Okay, baby. no, no, fuck you. What? It's the um, it's it's just one. It was just one section of it in particular. Where they have, I forget what, I'm pretty sure it's when they're still. they interview L. Ron Hubbard? Nah, it's still the part, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm trying to think of which, like, group it is. If it was still the Majestic 12 or if they'd moved on to Project Blue Book at this point. But it's when they've got, like, the, tw- like, I don't know, like, 11 to 28 different events. And they start, like, okay, like, event A, this was, you know, they oh. saw it here. This is what the weather was like. This and is what the radar read out yeah, that part. Yeah, the way now, those those charts. I read that part, but it is just confusing. I thought you meant like you were just skipping whole portions of the book. Oh no, no, I'm that's not. why I was like, for he said fuck y'all out there to me because I opened my mouth like that surprise cat on the internet. Like what? Yeah, I thought you meant you're just skipping whole. Like I don't like that. The way that's typed out and on a typewriter, fuck it. I thought that's what you meant. No, no, it was. Just, I know what part you're talking about. Yeah, because, that was just kind of confusing like, to read. Because you were, because you were, if you were a studious reader, not saying you were. I'm just saying, you know, if you kept up with it, you would know which sections of those graphs to be looking at. Because even Tammy's, like, say, it seems like Tammy's is only focused on a few of those accounts because she's like, okay, that's that's Milford's. That's Milford's yeah. account. And she starts like pointing them out. And then as you read further into those documents, as a reader, I'm like, okay, I'm going to kind of ignore the, you know, 15 of the 17 uh, things on this chart because only two of them are like pertinent to the, the story. Yeah, I, I looked at them all to see if I could figure out if they were anything from like, UFO lore that I just knew in my mind I couldn't. But that was a very confusing chart, that one part. Yeah. I remember turning my, the page to it and being like, oh, shit. I was like, hang on, let me go back and look at all the list because I had a list of the events. I was like, I had to do a little back and forth on that one. Yeah. And, too, the, there are a couple times this book, I guess we should warn anyone out there who's going to read it, the cliff notes, you have to go back to read Tammy's thing because you'll be reading a page and it'll have, like, to the side, number one with her read but her number one cliff note won't be till like two pages later in the document you're reading. Yeah. So sometimes you have to go back and then read her little things, which is why I didn't want to read it online when you told me there was a PDF because they took some of her stuff out of it. Oh, no, no, no. It's the way they, they, it's the way they formatted that PDF. Cause like, 
I read maybe like the middle chunk of this book uh, when I was at work, and I shouldn't have been reading, so I couldn't. I just couldn't bring the book up there. But I was like, I can totally just find this great PDF online on the Internet Archives if anyone is interested and doesn't doesn't want to buy the book or can't buy the book. You can totally read this book uh, on Internet Archives. Could you even get this at a library? Maybe. I, 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 I noticed it didn't have one of those numbers that you're supposed to have, you know, the library code or whatever. Yeah. So I was like, could you even get this at a library, I wonder? I mean, probably. It'd be kind of cool if you couldn't, so fuck your library card now. Yeah. But you can totally find the PDF online free. You don't have to download it. You just click on it, and boom, you got the information. But the way they did the footnotes in that, it's – it was a little stranger than what Fletcher was saying. It was like, hey, here's here's one section, and some of the sections might only have like five footnotes, but then there were a few sections that had like fucking twenty or something, something crazy. And they leave them. They the way they would format it is like you'd read that chapter, and then at the end of that chapter, boom, all, all the, the all the footnotes there. at once. So I was I was having to like go back and reference yeah but like, okay one okay because some of them are just like confirmed yeah verified tp yeah like she like she's just verifying things and other parts are like hey that one footnote's like a fucking three paragraphs long yeah, yeah she and had it's just like ones. okay let me let me go back to the find that number to yeah. see what the fuck they were talking about but uh i do wonder how long mark frost worked on this because i was just like this is so just in terms of the layout of the book was so intricate in itself yeah and i was like this is fucking great because if you think about it you're reading like it's like one of the most meta books ever because you're reading a report that a woman's noting a report for her boss yeah the the director cole cole gets brought up um and then but you're reading like stories within stories like it's like five wall breaks or something, if you will. Yeah, because like, especially, especially like with the the Boy Scout stuff in the in the I guess the thirties was it the thirties twenties thirties something like that. Yeah, with uh, I, I I guess some of those were Martells. Some of the earlier or, ones. Well, no, I guess they were the Milfords too. Yeah. No, it's Packard. It was Packard, Packard. to the Milfords. Yeah, they were the Boy Scout uh, sections, but uh. Yeah, there's I guess those old newspaper articles. Yeah, like, yeah, like I said, because you're reading stories within stories from different perspectives, and yeah. then reading government documents, and and some of it too is interviews too that are transcribed out, which is cool. But uh, we're about at fifty five minutes, man. Um, you just want to wrap this up, or you want to keep going, or what? Mm, yeah, because I don't really want to spoil. Like we've barely even hit the cusp, sadly. What little bit we've talked about, yeah, because there's there's a lot of information in the book. It's it's so good, and a lot of some some cool art. Oh yeah, some cool pictures too. Yeah, I liked how they broke up sections of the uh, the dossier, like with just pictures of that black those black pages. Yeah. There's not really chapters in this because, like we said, this isn't like a novel. Yeah, it's just in sections. Uh, and there is a little like little stopping points kind of because I would use a bookmark and be like well, I'm gonna read this whole file before bed and then knock it out. I'd read it like I said an hour at a time, but uh, we've never really done a book on here, so I don't. I'm not even gonna say rate this. I'm just gonna say if you're a fucking twin of a fan, a twin, a fan of Twin Peaks, this is a must. A must read. And if you're just a fan of. UFOs and shit too, like yeah, like the the all the the 
if you're a fan of even ancient aliens and shit like that, this would actually be a nice read for you if you're one of those people. Yeah. Or you're into fringe alien theory or mystics or magic even to a degree in cults. I mean, they didn't really get into the magic that heavy. They didn't, but I was always had the back of my head from the show. Kind of. I was like, shit, if you're a fan of Phantasm, read this shit. Yeah. The, uh, okay, I just happened to think of what we, something we t- were talking about last night. They didn't really go into Wyndham Earl at all. They did and, not. And the, Doug, and the Dugpas. The Dugpas of uh, Tibet. Yeah, the the black magicians. They did not, but uh, yeah, th- they mentioned Wyndham one time. They mentioned, mentioned him, it, but they didn't go into. But him. like that motherfucker was a was wild, almost a certified government black magician. Yeah, a Tibetan black magician. Yeah, and so uh, that could have been its whole a whole goddamn section on that. I was waiting for Milford to run into him at any point in his. But hey, it, journey. it might come up in the uh, the the final dossier. It might, and uh, which I will, I plan on buying a copy of it in the near future. Yeah, I, I might too, or see what, what it is on Amazon. I do want to say this. Oh, it's it's not that much. Okay, yeah. I say I might just see like if it's ever on sale or something. I think I looked at season three and the and the final dossier, and it was. I think both purchases were like thirty five to forty bucks. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, I know. I think he mentioned something about it. Is calling is what da- uh, not David Frost. Uh, David Lynch had mentioned like back in twenty twenty one. Twin Peaks is calling or something. So he's getting on up there. Not trying to be morbid. If he does a follow up, I hope he gets it done quick, and I hope we get to see more Twin Peaks past the return. I, I need. I need more. I, I, I don't know what year it is. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't I, know what year it is. If if he doesn't, I'm not going to be like. Damn it, because the way the return ends for anyone that hasn't seen there, that almost is so Lynch in that ending that I'm like, that almost makes fucking That's sense. All, the ending of season three is almost worse. It is worse than, I, than the, the, the cliffhanger of season two. That people had to wait 25 years for. Yeah. Because I do remember long ago after you finished it, I'd finished it first, one and two, and you were like, I finished season two, man. And I remember you were like smoking a cigarette or something, and you were like, the way it ended, because it was before the return was even getting filmed or even written, or it's probably even written, a, probably even announced. Yeah, hadn't even been announced. You were just like, dude, that last shot, God effing damn it! You were like, this fucking sucks. I was like, yeah, but I was like, maybe he'll do more because yeah, and they've always been talking and they might do more over yeah. the years. And then once the return was announced, I was like, oh hell yeah! Which I only had to wait a couple years. Diehard fans that watch this shit back in '89 when I was pooping in in, in diapers, diapers uh, they've had to wait like it's not 25 years; it's 27. Yeah, they had to wait 27 goddamn years to figure out what the fuck happened to Coop. Yeah, I only had to wait like four or five, and I was just like, and oh. I was still Jones, and I was just like, yes, give me like I can't watch this fucking show weekly. I need it all right now. Yeah, and like all all we had was like Firewalk with me because uh, real quick before we get out of here. Again, too, uh, last thing I'll say about the book is um, I knew I'd read before that there was a period where Lynch wanted to do several movies like Firewalk with me. And I don't know if this would have tied into any that, of that at that all. That could have been fucking dope. But I think he said he wanted to do like four or five two-hour movies past Firewalk with me. 
essentially making like a mini series, if you will. Yeah. But uh, I guess just for whatever reason, the studio didn't want to do more after Firewalk with me. Yeah, because imagine how wild it would be if we got like at least like a two-hour movie of Meriwether Lewis fucking around with with old twisted hair. Yeah. That would have been cool. And getting getting introduced to the fucking lodge entities by the Native American chief, like that could just be a movie all of its own. Oh yeah. Like that would be amazing. Yeah. Again too, I always as we were reading this, I thought these could all be great vignettes to these files, each individual one. Yeah. Like the Lewis Merriweather one. That could be like a great forty five minute vignette. The Parson shit could have been like an hour vignette. If you will, or short, yeah, or even like like the whole all the UFO siders getting together and then getting like really goddamn spooked. Yeah, that could have been like a. I could see Lynch doing something, just filming it all in like one hotel for like two a weekend. Yeah, getting like four actors together, and but uh, that would have been something cool too. But uh, shit, we're at an hour now, man. You want to get out of here, bub, and go to the lodge? Yeah, let's go to the lodge. Coffee and pie. Garmenbosia, maybe. Yeah. All right, we'll see everyone in 25 years. Bye. Or 27, whatever. No, 25 is what they say in the lodge, right? Yeah, it's 25. All right, peace, everybody. Oh, uh, Dale Cooper for life. Woo.